things in a butt most of them are cancer but you know <laughs> i should that should be the opening line you'd feel a lot of things in the butt most of them are cancer <laughs> oh boy i'm in we're gonna be in rare form right? it's it's a late edition that, that's not how i want to enter the episode this is how i want to enter the episode Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 91 of the Handsome Hockey Podcast. The last episode. I'm just kidding. We're here. (laughs) (laughs) What if I was just jokes on you? What if I was just breaking that news to you? (laughs) A lot of shit's closing down in the world right now. Uh, (laughs) We got to stay open for the people. Yeah. um, I'm Jake. Across from me is Uh, the angry man lit Evan. That's going to bother me every time. Uh, We are. Uh, turning this around relatively quick this time. I'm kind of proud of proud. proud. I'm so proud that I can't say proud. I'm pretty proud of us uh, for getting multiple episodes out before the holiday, before we disappear for another three weeks again. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot to talk about then. Um, We'll get at you when we can, but while we are here, let's get down to business. Uh, And by get down to business, I mean defeat the Huns. I'm, uh, I actually am playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima right now, so I'm defeating the Mongols. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, well, that that's a reference to Mulan with uh, a katana. <laughs> yeah, Mulan. Um, yeah, another per- another perfect baby, not Mulan, but Dylan Larkin. Perfect uh, baby, Dylan Larkin is injured, suffered a big big injury he got knocked the fuck out is what yeah. happened he's he was sprawled on the ice for entirely too long in entirely like a manner that you do not want to see a human sprawled on the ice for especially uh, a perfect baby yeah like who he, is your captain like he looks like a he looked like a the outline of a body and in, in a like police crime procedural but like in a negative relief where it's yeah. like the ice but he is the outline <laughs> in red yeah i uh, um did i mention he's a perfect baby and he's the first captain of the red wings to be from the state of michigan and so he's perfect and we love him in every way and we hope he's fine um yeah it was pretty controversial i i think i'll let you lead on this one because well you're closest and and most caring about and my the- feelings are hurt <laughs> and I will tell you about them. Matthew Joseph coming after your feelings again. again. This, 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 you know what? Fuck it. I, I screw his mom too. He's a son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> he has gone after my perfect baby multiple times now. Uh, and in both occasions, somebody from the Red Wings has gotten suspended for it. Yeah. It's funny how that happens. The first game of last season uh larkin was coming back from a pretty severe nick and en- nick entry i hate neck. when you nick your nick uh oh, that sounds awful <laughs> it's like you gotta shave <laughs> you gotta shave better bud uh the w- coming back from a pretty horrible neck injury sustained at the hands of no uh like the only time Jamie Ben goes down on anything is to cross check somebody in the back of the neck while they're already on their way to the ice Ayo. um 
so Dylan Larkin was hurt and he came back and was boarded by Matthew Joseph in the first game of the season last year. Larkin <laughs> took exception to it, punched Joseph in the face with his glove still on and was given a one game suspension for it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so in this game, Matthew Joseph now playing for the Ottawa Senators, who nobody cares about, um, except for the guy who paid like a billion dollars for him. <laughs> um was it Michael Andlauer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a scrum in front of the net, uh, as there often is, uh, and it's on a power play. And Matthew Joseph turns around and punches Dylan Larkin in the back of the head, uh, which, you know, if we know anything from the S- Steve Moore, Todd Bertuzzi incident uh, is not good. Yeah. Always results uh, in sad things for everybody. Yeah. And so as he's going down another play, I forget who the other guy is now. And I, yeah, just, I just complete like by happenstance just plows into him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was going to cross check him, mm-hmm. but with the like with getting punched in the back of the head, Larkin's as most of us would going down and that cross check ends up catching him right in the face. And that is, I think what knocks Larkin unconscious is the coup de gras, so to speak. Uh, and Larkin, like, you know, normally like a human falls down and, you know, they're trying to control their movement so they can brace themselves for it. Larkin just fell. Yeah. It's just, I mean, hockey players do that. It's like when it's obvious that they are, out. just out cold or i mean you know football players do it like that's what the the safety who had that heart attack on the field did like it's just like you just yeah. go down like a sack of potatoes yes. and it's that's almost scarier than seeing you actually get hit in that absolutely and um so larkin is fully unconscious on the ice like y- you look at his posture and you're like that man is unconscious yeah exactly uh, or super drunk either way <laughs> mostly unconscious just taking an irish nap yeah and uh well and then he took an irish goodbye um actually <laughs> yeah. no he was it was very obvious when he came off the ice um, yeah i was gonna say no one wondered where he went as a result of this david perron seeing his captain on the ground very clearly unconscious oh captain my captain just decides to attack the nearest possible mm-hmm. Ottawa senator, which happened to be Artem Zub. Um, or Zub. I think it's Zub. Zub. Yeah. Yep. Zub sounds like it's more accurate, right? Like Zub just sounds like something you like, like a right. bad guy in Superman. <laughs> uh, so Artem Zub, Zub, Artem Zub, who is always like oddly fantasy relevant like yeah. just on the cusp like yeah. he gets dropped and pick up a lot like if he has four games in a week it's like okay yeah. pick him yeah absolutely he gets definitely overline attacked by david perron yeah cross check uh, to the face right uh, to the face that jordy or jamie ben would have been proud of um uh, it, he was probably watching at home not <laughs> going down on his wife going nice um <laughs> this guy we can we can get along ah we should recruit him for the stars uh who is he uh he's played over a thousand games in the nhl jamie mm. yeah but i don't care about anybody but myself mm-hmm. so um and my bromance with tyler sagan um mm-hmm. And so I, you can tell I'm salty because I'm making fun of fucking everybody in this. Yep. Let's uh, just, yeah. So there's a lot to go around. Let's just lather it on thick. So after everything, the brouhaha unfolds. Uh, again, while 
Dylan Larkin, perfect baby Dylan Larkin is on the ice unconscious. Uh, the other player, last name Kelly, I can't remember his first name. I feel bad. Uh, gets a two minute misconduct for or a two minute penalty for cross checking. David Perron gets five in a game and then gets suspended for six games. The and- suspension ham fistedly like handed down minutes before he's supposed to take the ice for warm-ups of course and matthew joseph for punching a defenseless player in the back of the head and you know what even if somebody is perfectly aware that you are behind them if you punch them in the back of the head they're defenseless (laughs) like that is like that that is a sucker punch gets nothing no penalty no suspension fucking nothing um david perrin who has never been suspended in over a thousand nhl games played gets six games not only that he got leveled by Joe Thornton in 2010 with a hit to the head that cost him, I think, like a year and change away from the league coming back from uh, really significant, I think it was uh, head injuries. Yeah. And um, yeah, Austin Matthews was suspended two games for doing the same thing to Rasmus Dahlin. Um, But this particular spin on the wheel of punishments uh did not go into even bronze favor um george paros has gone from having a pretty solid start to the year to just what the fuck are you doing buddy in about mm, four weeks and of course gary bettman gary fucking bettman <laughs> who as we all know you cannot believe a word that comes out of his mouth uh was on ESPN in in their studio with uh, P.K. Subban, amongst others, Mark Messier, and uh, somebody else. So, P- Gary Bettman and then a bunch of people he did dirty. Yeah, was asked about the, the how punishments are doled out and how it seems very uh, nonchalant. And like, completely defended George Peros and was like, there is no problem here. All of these... Uh, penalties and punishments are doled out with the utmost care and it's like you're full of shit gary you're full of shit (laughs) nothing you say is trustworthy and you're an asshole gary bettman uh like lie detector test hour would be a quite an experience uh gary was the nhl basically saying they hate gay people your idea no <laughs> on the needle or like uh uh you know the the interrogation scene with princess leia from the first star wars like you you have, you have the little the little dark like death bot you have no idea what it is but it's got a giant needle coming out of it so you're like that's bad that thing was one of the coolest things in the early part of that movie you're just like whoa yeah it's like incredibly intimidating like, and and you can have like a unicorn and rainbow coming mm-hmm. out of the bed but the needle on the front of that thing you're like i'm not paying any attention to the unicorn bits of this ro- robot <laughs> it is about to do harm to princess leia well and and you know you turn around and like henry kissinger probably like ordered one <laughs> he's like, he wants one that. of those he created it yeah. uh, he's like i've got this idea for you george and george is like what is this he goes it kills people <laughs> yeah. george lucas did that much in-depth uh like research on you know empires and yeah. how to like, make villains kissinger was like it kills people in laos i mean it kills people it kills people but occasionally it gets answers. Yeah. So David Perron has officially s- appealed the suspension, which uh, I think the first hearing means it goes to Gary Bettman, but because of the length of the suspension, Perron can ask to have it sent directly to an independent arbitrator 
Um, Which you're going to do better than Gary. Yeah, Gary will be like, mm, five games in two periods. You're going to like get a person that can read an email probably. Yeah. Uh, without like, nah, I won't go there. I'll like an independent arbiter can probably like at least print a fucking PDF. Yeah. Um, uh, but will they look as good in jeans? <laughs> yes and better, possibly. Uh, so the, the thing that I want to bitch about the most here is perfect baby Dylan Larkin is injured and I'm sad. And I'm tired of Matthew Joseph making me sad. (laughs) And so if you know, if you out there, if you know Matthew Joseph, you tell him that he made me sad and he should feel bad about it. And he should apologize both to me and Dylan Larkin. I think that's a very, very measured response. Yeah. This is why you are not the angry man. Yeah. Also, fuck him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In other Boy Hockey News, Nito Niederreiter has uh, signed a four by four, uh, $4 million extension with Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> this happened right after we recorded last time. Yeah. So like it's old news now. <laughs> and it's like, he's been pretty good this year and has been part of Winnipeg's kind of resurgence um, in some ways after their roster was really affected by a lot of turnover and a lot of speculation about trading star players and whatnot. And like Nino comes to town and kind of stabilizes the situation. When in some Nino ways. comes to town. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nita Ryder is a very undervalued player, I think in the NHL and from all the like writing I read about this, like four by four is a very good contract for Nita Ryder. Yeah. I what think does so. he do? scores goals block shots and hits people Mm -hmm. that's like money balling in winnipeg uh like they do in (laughs) oakland or they used to when they gave a shit about baseball in oakland i mean if your player has been traded for by carolina it's probably a decent chance that they're worth their salt yeah uh, yeah exactly Uh, so he like this is awesome uh nino was a winter hawk um was at one point i don't believe he is now anymore but was at one point the highest drafted swiss player of all time um that's cool but you know we've got a little bit of pdx connection yeah i mean the only swiss player that was drafted higher than him was toblerone (laughs) uh uh, i'm about to play hockey on the rink in which he would have practiced on so that's mm. kind of cool well bring your swiss miss uh i have a pouch on my <laughs> desk actually <laughs> i just keep a pouch in my pocket somebody gave it to I, me i do yeah. I, I put in lippers of swiss yeah. miss people are like are you doing chew no gotta get that chocolate fix <laughs> <laughs> there's lumps in there do you have cancer nope marshmallows <laughs> <laughs> really tiny marshmallows um speaking of when really tiny marshmallows supposedly when he got off the plane in february 2023 uh, nito said something along the lines of this place is nice i thought it'd be cold <laughs> which like did he live at did he grow up at the top of the alps is that yeah, why right. it wasn't his, as his, cold his hometown rink was actually at the top of matterhorn <laughs> uh it's a uh, it which I think the big reason we wanted to include this is because it's like a, a nice success story for winter win, Winnipeg. God damn it. Winnipeg. It's a nice. It, that was the Freudian slip if I've ever heard one. Um, it, it's a nice win for Winnipeg, which has, you know, had a tumultuous offseason with a lot of uh, kind of 
media threats that people would leave and uncertainty. Uh, Getting a player of Niederreiter's quality for that contract shows that he really wanted to be in Winnipeg. That's effectively a hometown discount for a guy who can score 20 to 30 goals in a season. So, Yeah, the term, I think, is probably what he asked for. Uh, Yeah. And I think he's 31, so like cool, yeah. like good for him, but yeah, like that could be the last contract he gets and he gets to hang out in a town that he doesn't think is that cool. So that's cool. <laughs> and we like to keep tabs on our former Winterhawk friends. The ones who aren't douchebags. <laughs> um speaking of a team that's not douchebags. Uh, in fact, they seem to be like the emotional child who has a well uh, the Canucks, the emotional child being Quinn Hughes. Um, they're kind of regressing after a hot start. I think as everybody picked, uh, their luck numbers were through the roof at the start of the season. And now they've dropped, I think, uh, four of their last 10 or sorry, they've only won four of their last 10. They've won their last three, actually, according to the Googles. Mm, okay well then they've picked up the pace a little bit they're not quite the oilers but i i don't think that they're quite the oilers i think everyone was pointing to the fact that they're uh they have banked a lot of points and yeah absolutely you know they're looking at according to money puck 84 percent chance of making the playoffs which if you are a canucks fan that's gotta make you really really happy and also i mean like their younger players are starting to fire on all cylinders. Like Quinn Hughes has been just absolutely stellar. Um, they're getting important contributions from like Kuzmenko and uh, my, my boy Nils Hoglander is like starting to come on too. Like there's a lot of good indications from up and down their lineup. They're getting roughly what they invested in JT Miller, like in worth of his play. Um, Nils Hoglander was an, extra in boogie nights <laughs> um the penguins they have had a um hilariously awful power play for several months now which is hilarious considering that that was supposed to be one of the pluses of adding eric carlson and somehow a power play of eric carlson if getty malkin Sidney crosby jake gensel and um who am i forgetting Chris Letang. Chris Letang is firing on like less than about a 10% clip. Uh, I think they had been, they had a stretch of 0 for 26. Um, That's not good, Bob. No, uh, except it's uh, Jake Gensel had a power play goal against me tonight because he's a jerk. (laughs) You specifically, he wanted to take it out on you. Oh, he pointed to the sky and it wasn't for God. It was gotcha bitch and he said it about me <laughs> it's really kind of rude of him if you think about it yeah they did win the game against montreal tonight um after much derision it seems like maybe the media attention has uh gotten these guys to to i don't know do something to get off of the schneid that they were on because that has been a really really rough ride and they are not looking good because of it. They're like 
less than 50% chance to make the playoffs at this point. Which good. Like I'm, t- I'm tired of Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, the caps, I guess the caps fell out last year. Um, you know, just like get out of there. I, we, <laughs> well, I mean, the caps might be back in it this year, which with zero help from Alexander Ovechkin, who has been awful, uh, the caps and penguins both at uh, similar 30s percentile chance of of uh making the playoffs at this point it's only a matter of time before every old guy on that team gets hurt so right. it's just going to be dylan strum's team yeah at some point. which is exactly how you win a playoff series i mean he was you know he he can be good he was a really high skill player he can be he, good ish the problem is he was drafted after just generational talents yeah and in the midst of wow, other wow. generational talents, I have always felt felt bad for Dylan Strom. Um, other interesting surprises to you so far in the NHL year were what at the I am, third poll, sort of. I am shocked that all of the terrible moves on the defensive side that the Blue Jackets made are not panning out for them. Yeah, very funny. Um, no way, Ivan Provorovarov, uh, with all his gay hating, didn't like <laughs> wasn't the like big fix that was needed in Columbus. Yeah, Damon Severson also well, been been pretty ineffectual, been and and yeah. yeah, then got injured. Um, Philly, they're fun. What? What? Uh, what's wrong i have a hard time saying that (laughs) about any tortorella coach team no i know but like you can tell that they might be having fun with the talent that they have torts hard knock style of coaching has seemed to have worked because they're just they're just skating their dicks off every game uh that whole team they're going balls to the wall i mean he's got like how many more penis references can he make in this uh you know i'm just trying to trying to do what torts would do man. yeah he uh did you know that balls the wall is not actually a a dick reference it is now it it references uh something in trains and uh ball bearings and having you're like pushing a throttle to a wall uh but can you do that from the windows to the walls uh, only if the sweat drips down your balls. See, I tied it back to penises. Yep. Uh, speaking of bitches crawling, uh, Florida has clawed its way back to relevance after a pretty sluggish start. Um, Money Puck has them as 89% to make the playoffs, which is, I think, much nicer than where they are in the standings. <laughs> they're second in the Atlantic. So, I mean, they're one point ahead of the Maple Leafs and two ahead of the Wings. So, it's so early and things are still so close and we also have the loser point in mm-hmm. the NHL. So nothing ever gets settled until the last week. I feel like a lot of teams have been missing loser points. Like I, we've been kind of an- analyzing all of the, you know, kind of slow starts and stuff. And it's like, Oh yeah, you just, you haven't gotten to, you've either lost that in regulation feeling. or <laughs> yeah you've lost in regulation and then has caused you to lose that loving feeling uh because you can't get no loser point uh i do love that one of my favorite stats 
is that the Wings are the second highest team in scoring this year, but only have a plus 14 goal differential because <laughs> their defense is so bad. Yeah, they just they got a boat race here. They've and... given up 21 goals in their last four games. What even is defense? Man? Uh, it's it wins you it wins you two of those games so (laughs) defense is for suckers um the coyotes are also keeping with the clawing analogy uh they're doing some pretty interesting things they've gone on a five game win streak against really good teams and uh I don't know this is about the most effectual that we've seen them in a while. It seems like the the mullet arena mojo is for real. Um even as they try and build a building like are they going to become an islanders thing where they they go to another building turns out that building sucks and then like they go back to the the mullet arena. Yeah, they they're actually going to Brooklyn for a year. Yeah, uh, right. They'll be the Brooklyn Yotes. Uh <laughs> hell there's probably coyotes roaming around Brooklyn somewhere. I would not put it past at all. Coyotes are survivors. They do what they need to. They do. Um, you know, like again, it is kind of early in the year. Uh, the wild totally suck and fired their coach. So that's, you know, um, but even, but even they have actually, they've gotten that, that new coach bump. And I think they've won like five of their last six or something like that. So mm. St. Louis could be so lucky. They uh, uh, jettisoned Craig Berube only four years after he won them a cup on the back of uh, Le Pis Baby Supreme, Jordan Bennington's um, stellar second half effort that will, I mean, they literally went from worst to first. Like that will be one of the most incredible Stanley Cup team stories ever. Um for but those that, of you needing a translation from French, uh, Le Piss Baby Supreme means the Supreme Piss Baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, I don't know. It, you know, he's been there for four years. If you win a cup in year one and you don't for three more years, well, this is a business and you're going to get shown the door. So far, the Wings have gotten two coaches fired. Two of the three coaches who have been fired so far this season <laughs> was right after a loss to the Wings. Are so. they the uh, the Grim Reaper just like going door to door in the meme? Oh, every time they go play a team that's struggling now from the from the rest of the season, I'm going to be like, fire him, fire mm-hmm. him, fire him. Yeah, right. Uh, you could have like a, a forecast and a chance like that, you know someone gets fired but it does seem like they're maybe going through the uh easiest picked apples first the low-hanging fruit that said your wed rings currently sit at about 50 percent chance of making playoffs in the money puck model you know the old adage is if you're in the playoffs by thanksgiving chances are you're going to make it it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a 78 percent chance or something like that and the red wings were they won the day before thanksgiving to get themselves into the playoffs as of that thanksgiving day and you know they've played reasonably oh they've won games they have not played mm-hmm. well uh they've just outscored everybody um which is part of the battle uh let's not detract from that they don't know how to stop anybody <laughs> Billy huso kind of looks broken uh <laughs> yeah the, as the, does james reimer uh, alex lyon looks fairly good though so whatever <laughs> the goaltending is just like well we're doing what we can 
It's not that they're even giving up a ton of shots. It's that they're giving up a ton of high quality chances and watching them. You, you kind of like hide under your pillow and your blanket yeah. with like one eye peeking out. It's like, ah, oh, ah, ah, ah. Like Prescriptions they, for blood pressure medication in the Detroit metro area are at an all time high. Oh, with that and the Lions collapsing down the stretch, yeah. Uh, the the Red Wings they gave up three shorthanded goals in two games, I think, including one on a breakaway to Marco Scandella. Oof! And like, if you can't catch Marco Scandella, come on, <laughs> like, what, you're not going to make it. What, what, are you, what are you doing in this game? <laughs> uh, like, one of them was because Mo Sider had it on the point and was skating along the blue line and fell down that was one of the just saddest yeah and it was like oh there goes your there goes your 1d Mm. yeah who did and who did they give up the the uh it was to the sharks it was a hurdle domash hurdle well zetterlander hurdle yeah (laughs) and like it was bad. That Sharks game was really bad. It seems funny how the Sharks keep getting teams to do that. Yeah. Uh, but the Sharks can't get... Uh, the Sharks are only have only gotten one coach fired, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's, I mean, that's a good measurement. It's like how many coaches you get fired in a season. Like. Yeah. It's like the year that Lamar Woodley hurt a bunch of quarterbacks for, for Michigan. Uh <laughs> Like, did your quarterback make it out of this game unscathed? Yes. Was he your first string quarterback to start the year? No? Well, counts. Sorry. <laughs> Eating babies. Mm. Uh, speaking of injuries, though, uh, to move over to the women's game, uh, Sani Hakala, who has been a fixture on the Finnish national team for quite some time and is captain of uh Finnish team HV71 sounds like a virus yeah, hockey team like they made a movie called Contagion in <laughs> Finland and that was the name of it uh was forced to retire after uh colliding with the goal and being paralyzed uh, from the chest down uh during a game uh, you know, this is uh, along with the Adam Johnson death. Uh, you know, those are kind of the big boogeymen of mm-hmm. of the of the sport. You know, it's a it's a sport where you are flying uh, via physics on knives towards on on a surface that is surrounded by hardened wood, glass, and the metal the point of the of don't the remember, game don't metal yeah and the point of the game is to barrel as fast and as quickly as possible with a weapon in your hands towards a framed metal object in the middle of said ice uh it's that in, has a person in front of it it's in ha- who also has a weapon and but are, it, and more pads in, than you covered in pillows yeah uh so it, it is an inherently dangerous sport mm-hmm. and uh, we have been, you know, dramatically reminded that of that over the last couple of months here. Absolutely, and it's amazing that shit like this doesn't happen more often. I mean, I think that's a, a testament to the skill of a lot of these players mm-hmm. is that they do a very good job of avoiding these sorts of things. Not looking at you, Hughes brothers. Yeah, they they need some help. Um, <laughs> they're they're but, just too fast for their own good. Yeah. That's the problem. They are uh, Luis Mendoza from Mighty Ducks 2 and 3. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Um, but 
you know, our obviously our heart goes out to Sunny and their entire family and like the Finnish hockey community. You know, this is a devastating loss. Yeah. Uh, the the hockey community in any country is very tight knit and especially in a smaller Scandinavian country that you know, plays a lot of hockey. Yeah. And takes it very seriously on the national stage. Um, um, yeah. It, she put out a very heartwarming statement and is just looking to the future. Um, there's been a GoFundMe that's been assembled for her as she starts what has to be a very arduous and, and frustrating um, task of healing moving forward. Our thoughts are with her and her families and her uh, her friends, her teammates, coaches, everybody that has had to be there for her in this time of need. Um, you know, it, it truly takes community to uh, step up in these times for people like that. And so, yeah, I, I hope that she can find uh, as much healing as possible. And, and, you know, who knows where her body will go in terms of uh, regaining feeling. Um, it does seem like a, like a wild card. Like some mm -hmm. people make very yeah. dramatic recoveries right. and some people stay in that state. And so we're hoping for the absolute best for, uh, for her and her family uh, moving forward. And hopefully the, um, the recovery process will be as full as possible. Yeah. And we'll probably all be following her from a, a hockey community perspective. PWHL is coming to come in to your city. If you live in like the hockey megalopolis mm -hmm. of the Northeast, the girls are back in town. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Um, we have kind of seen, the next iteration of build up to the league, you know, we found out a couple of weeks ago that there's going to be a women, a PWHL three on three tournament during the, uh, the all-star weekend, NHL all-star weekend. Um, we found out this week that the PWHL Toronto had sold out their season ticket all allotment already, which is awesome and huge. And Ottawa's not far behind them. Uh, Ian Kennedy saying they sold like 4,200 tickets in the first seven hours of sales. Yeah. But you know what? Nobody will ever go watch women's sports. It yeah, turns no. out. Uh, yeah. Who? Fuck it. Everybody hates it. <laughs> yeah. No, um, this is awesome to see it get that much of a response right away, especially considering all the things that are sort of up in the air. Um, like George Clooney. <laughs> I mean, they've they've nailed down buildings now. They've nailed down rosters. I mean, I guess the only things left up in the air is like logos and, and jerseys. But oh that's, no, that's those for next are, year. The jerseys are out there and they suck. We've talked about this already. I mean, too. they're uh, they're okay. At least they listen. Eternal optimist, Evan. They suck. Th yeah, they're they bad. do. They're they're a placeholder. They will provide a starting point. But yes, they're a little disappointed. They paid uh, a twelve-year-old thirty-six dollars and a huffy. <laughs> To just to make those on Photoshop. Yeah, They're like, like, no, no, no. Just change the colors. We don't care. Yeah. Like pick a color from. What's the worst font you can think of? Yeah. Use that. Is I mean, it papyrus? <laughs> they, they, I didn't see any papyrus. If there it, was papyrus, it, I all, would have never watched this fucking league. It's all sans serif. So uh, at least we have that going for yeah. us. Um, the good news is the rosters did not disappoint. Um, coming out of training camps we have most teams going with uh three goaltenders which is kind of interesting mm -hmm. and each team has three reserves in and then uh, uh 
yeah. seven defenders and 13 forwards. It makes a whole lot of sense. These seems like, you know, nice sizes and uh, the distribution. Like a size six. That's <laughs> a nice... I have no idea what that means. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the a size six. What? That's that's the question I leave to our listeners. Size six. What? The distribution of PHF players to PWHPA players to newcomers uh, was something that you had picked up on that was really interesting. Yeah, uh, there was a ton of consternation about PHF players being locked out of the league, and that has largely not come to pass. Uh, So 68 uh, of the inaugural rostered players will be uh, were contracted to play in the now abandoned and strangled from life last season of the PHF. <laughs> that is the largest percent. It's not a majority of players, but it is the largest percent percentage of players in the league. The PHF, which was put on a flight to Vegas. Uh, that was then like bombed by Russian drones. Uh, uh, that, that's a godfather joke. That, that, that means you're going to get killed. Oh, <clears throat> It's been a long time since I've seen The Godfather, so. I've been on this, like, Al, Ch- Al Pacino. There are worse weird... kicks. Yeah, he's, dude has range. I'll give oh, him that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, he's a brilliant actor. It, it also helps when you can, like, have a starring role as a, you know, young stud and then, like, continue to stay interesting as you grow older. Yeah, I mean, he's no Carrot Top, but he holds <laughs> up. <laughs> Carrot Top was just on an episode of Bar Rescue that I watched, and I was like, who invited him? Was he the bar that needed rescuing? Uh, That dude has needed rescuing since, like, 1999. Yeah, I thought the show Rescue Me was about Carrot Top. Uh, It was was just, like, Dennis Leary being sad. Uh, (laughs) Look at all my friends die in fires. Oh, Watch, Watch Dennis Leary become a conservative before your eyes <laughs> um but it the one while it is good to see that these phf players have a lot of them have found a new home uh one two things of note there one a lot of them didn't you mm-hmm. know that's roughly half ish of the amount of players who would have played in the phf this year uh, who did not are not receiving a paycheck playing hockey, uh, like at least in the United States. And two, a lot of those players are making significantly less money than they would have in the PHF. I mean, we had Daryl mm-hmm. Watts, who is making over 100K. I think Taylor Winskowski or somebody or Kelly Flanagan from uh, Boston sure, had but, signed a huge contract, like 90K, something like that. But we're never going to know how like real that money was. Like, it, it, you know, considering that someone was able to just buy out the entire league. I mean, the NHL did that to the WHA. Sure. And they uh, had Gretzky <laughs> and Gordie Howe. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's there's pluses and minuses. Is it great that a decent chunk of PHF players found a new home in the P- PWHL? Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, but their salaries are definitely lower than they than a lot of them would have been making this coming season or would be making right now really there are some losses but it is nice that a lot of them do get to keep pay being paid to play hockey yeah and i mean one surmises that this will maybe be a more stable league than the phf hopefully um with you know the the kind of deep pocketed funders that they have do you have any uh takes on the teams that were released moving forward uh we were both overjoyed 
to see Amanda Levier and the loon pads, uh, which are cooler than her team's jerseys, uh, land, land back in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, goalies from the PHF, uh, Elaine Chuli and Carly Jackson, tough mustard, uh, landing on their respective and uh, PWHL teams is really awesome to see. I think we could have called that just considering how dominant they were in the PHF. Like for sure. It wasn't average goaltending in the PHF, like nine twenty five or something. That's like true. That. Yeah. Uh, Corinne Schrader also landed with a team that actually might be the starter for, I think, uh, Ottawa. Yeah. It's going to be interesting um, to see how the, three goalie system results in timeshares uh, as they kind of, you know, get a feel for how these goalies play out. I'm kind of upset about like some of my favorite players. Well, one, no whale. That's the worst part. That's the absolute <laughs> worst part. But like Kennedy Marchment and Haley Skimura are in cities that I don't really want to root for. So it's like, I mean, I, but at least you want to visit Montreal true so that's that's one that i am kind of a favorite of already just because it's got a couple of my favorite players teresa vanisova yeah um who just signed a two-year deal and then jillian dempsey like how stoked are you to see these two names on one roster oh my goodness uh and then kennedy marchman yeah very very glad to see this and it looks like they have uh if you go to the ice garden, they have all of these players. They list a uh, term and some of them are unknown uh, because, you know, Lou Lamorello just can't tell you. Um, and damn it, Lou <laughs> blame Lou. And, but they do a really nice breakdown. Specifically Lydia Murray put together a really nice breakdown of all of this. And this just dropped yesterday. So we're still kind of digesting it, but, yeah, I'm kind of a fan of Montreal pulling out of the gate. Going with the theme of where the whale landed. Taylor Gerard is in Boston. Whale watching. Whale. Wa- <sighs> well played, sir. Uh, <laughs> I, that makes me happy. From like a, a fun to watch standpoint, uh, Minnesota could be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's who I think I'm going to root for still in the American side because I can't root for a team in New York that also does not play in New York and a team in Boston that does not play in Boston. Um, that just makes me sad. Yeah. Like the Boston team is going to be good. Yes. Like, that's another one where you look and it's like, okay, Shane, D'Arcangelo, Taylor Gerard, Hillary Knight there and Kaylee Fracken on the back end. Like very, very happy to see Kaylee Fracken's probably their sixth or seventh defender. <laughs> like, that team is going to be so good. Yeah. <clears throat> she was sort of thought to be on the roster bubble for a minute there, I think. So yeah. it was really happy to see her get signed to a one year. Um, I guess that's kind of my takes on it. Yeah. The, the Minnesota team is also really fun to root for and has, uh, you know, Kendall Coyne Schofield, um, Taylor Heisey. Taylor Heisey. I, I mean, I was zooming on Kendall Quinn Schofield because she's a fellow Illinois person, but. Um, she's a fellow Illinoising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> I 
don't want to root for Ottawa, but Haley Scamura is there. Katarina Morozova is there. Michaela Grant Mentis is there. Amanda Boulier is there. Like it's, uh, I'm I'm torn. I'm very torn. Yeah. Daryl yeah. Watts is there. I was so bummed. I was I was following oh, online with the draft, and I was like, God, Scamura's got to come up. Not Ottawa. No. <laughs> no. Ottawa Montreal games are going to be the truth. I think um, that could be that could be really fun. That might be one of the early kind of grudge matches. I'm upset with with them for drafting Haley Scamura, who after the last world championship has become my I think my favorite non Kennedy Marchment women's player. <laughs> and I'm just sad that everybody's in Canada. <laughs> so far away hey but you know what maybe a canadian team has a chance to win the phl unlike the nhl nah. yep that could be cool and suck it edmonton <laughs> in a kind of only tangentially related thing uh the walter group who is one of the investors in the pwhl um they also own the dodgers and they signed Shohei otani for the nifty price of 700 million dollars which 680 million of which is being uh what deferred yeah like they're just gonna put cash under his pillow or something like it's they very, are the tooth fairy it it it's very strange but it's also very strange that at thirty five thousand dollars for the minimum uh pf pwhl uh salary Shoei Otani is getting 20,000 years of that. <laughs> uh, so what you're saying is uh, baseball's fucking nuts. It really is. It's stupid. I, I, like, I have a hard time watching baseball because of that. Like a relief pitcher who gives up like six hits in two innings but is considered a hero makes $20 million a year. I'm like, that's stupid. Why are we paying these people that much? They can't even fill their stadiums. Yeah, I mean, and and granted, they pay play it like Tuesday at 10 a.m., but... Well, and the other crazy thing about this deal is like NHL players compared to what Shoyotani's making are, are just pale in comparison. Um, especially considering the crazy deferral Shohei Otani is going to be making approximately the same AAV as Martin Jones. <laughs> Who, as we all know, is, well, he's Martin Jones. Um, he's an NHL goaltender. He, that, we'll leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of other sports, the NBA in-season tournament has, of course, been a huge rousing success uh, as... You know, most things that the NBA does is <laughs> I think even like the MLS is next tournament that they had to get out of COVID was more successful than things the NHL does. Yeah. But just like NFTs and, uh, you know, caring about people who are historically othered, the uh, the NHL will be like three to eight seasons behind on <laughs> this sort of thing. So the NHL did just come out with NFTs. Like that is a absolute accurate dig. Right yeah. Um, this year, like the NFTs are dead and the NHL was like, oh, yeah, we've we got, got one more. <laughs> You got some fake money for some fake things that you can really actually pay us for. Oh my god. Uh just how could you be more embarrassing? The I saw this the other day that uh 
one of the like number one ways that people buy fentanyl is with Bitcoin. And I was like, all the more like it's not real money. (laughs) It's not real. Somebody assigned a value to something that doesn't exist. And people were like, I'll take it. Well, the value is that the electricity wasted to assign the value. Yeah, it's so like, like so it has value. The Hoover Dam dries up, but we're like, but Bitcoin's worth. <laughs> Fuck off, like cryptocurrency. I mean, at least if the Hoover Dam dries up, like we get to see a bunch more mob bodies. We, that's surface. true. We get to get rid of Vegas. <laughs> that's just done. Uh, Phoenix, you're next. So anyway, Portland's gonna get real crowded. Though. Yeah, the uh, uh, the NBA in season tournament looks like it's doing pretty good. It seems like it's it seems really stupid from an outside perspective but hey whatever it is stupid and fun and um the brilliance of it i think was best distilled by on puck soup and they they said you know it gives you another opportunity to talk shit to another fan base i was at a bar and it was on and i was like how can you watch the game with the court like that yeah right <laughs> it's so every, hard okay ca- every game looks like the like Kenyan flag or something or like uh like like 90s Miami threw up yeah. on it like <laughs> it, like I get making some sort of differentiation I in the court I think that part is cool but the lines that they came up with or the designs they came up with were just like they're so loud um but anyways people ask about it people want to know why and there's an answer for it. So like but it's the NHL like, could do like, you know, blue ice or uh, if they gave a shit about other people, like the uh, multicolored ice for pride night that the, um, like the K wings. Yeah. The, the K-wings Kalamazoo K wings did. Yeah. Um, Respect Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's maybe a little bit more easy to dye ice than it is to paint a floor. I mean, Pacific Islanders have been doing shaved ice for <laughs> centuries, right? So, so yeah. tonight, when I, tonight when for I was, the NHL in-season tournament, our ice will be raspberry. When I was a when I was in San Diego, we were on the beach and Sarah saw a shaved ice place and got shaved ice the size of her head. Like traditional Hawaiian shaved ice rocks. It was humongous and it was pretty tasty. Speaking of shaved ice, the Capitals are going to shave their ice all the way from D.C. to Alexandria and thus no longer be in the capital. Capitals no longer capitaling. That's like the Nationals no longer nationaling. Yeah, well, at least you have the national. I will always have the national, even if I wasn't a huge fan of their <laughs> last two records. Um, still good, but yeah. So Anyways. here's here's your reason for this whole fucking thing. And it's, of course, your boogeyman. It's money. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. It, who is a huge piece of shit. He's a giant turd. Um, he's going to basically gut a Chinatown DC sports mecca that uh, DC fans love. Like Caps fans love going down there. I don't know. It, so you're telling me that capitalism is going to destroy something that like non-capitalism built and thought was great? Well, I mean, capitalism built it too. But it was, not it was a big, yeah, it was a big, big uh, redevelopment you're like, a big big redevelopment i am thanks yeah. mom but uh, <laughs> it, it's just a shame like i get that you know virginia wants to like lure away a big something from dc like uh, you know those state line cities are always sort of like 
playing against each other and trying to you know get what they can for their own economy. The like district line, yeah, whatever. I mean, uh, it, it, it's a state line. It should be a state ha- line that doesn't have a state on one side of yeah, it. It should be a state line. No, it's just like Virginia's a state line, and it's just on the other side of it. Well, fuck, if I know it's there. Yeah. That's the that's the dark place. Oh, this do we fall into oblivion if we walk across this road? No, you just. Go to the nation's capital. You go to the place where the things happen. <laughs> you go to where everybody works for the government and every building has to be shorter than the fucking capital. For, uh, it's or just the like, Washington Monument or whatever. I think it's the dome of the capital or the, the, the tippy top of the capital. Oh, good. I mean, the, it, it artificially inflates the prices in D.C. Oh, as if they needed any artificial inflation. Well, that's one of the things that like is principle and like just making it mostly insane is that the government has to overspend for everything because of this they were gonna do that anyways yeah i mean it just makes it easier more Um, fungible uh possible names for this new iteration of the capitals the washington west of the capitals (laughs) uh or the fighting Steve Scalise's uh, <laughs> as a testament to our fallen comrade, Steve Scalise. He's not fallen. Uh, he got or up. a comrade. <laughs> he got up. He's alive. Uh, uh, but he was he was shot in Alexandria yeah. by a, a political partisan. And we don't uh, generally uh, advocate for uh, shooting your opponents in politics. Um, because it worked for Aaron Burr. <sighs> yeah. But anywho, but that I mean, we I, lost Alexander Hamilton in that deal, so eh. I think they should be the Washington Scaramucci's. Uh, ooh, yeah. Or what was the name of that porn store? <laughs> no, I guess that was in New Jersey, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you want to go for infamous DC stores, you could do the uh, Washington uh, Comet Pizza and Ping Pong. Yeah, uh, you know what you play ping pong with there? Bullets. Uh, it turns out I like want to use that like to troll people's just like your whole fucking pizza gate is an actual business that probably sells t-shirts. Yeah. If they don't have themed t-shirts after that, they should. Um, that brings me to the Washington wizards, the worst fucking name for a team in all of American sports, the Washington Gandalf. It's so fucking bad. Well, I mean, you know, the Washington Sauron. It's like you know why they changed it, right? Yeah, because they were the bullets, and yeah. that was offensive. That <laughs> was a great fucking name, though. Yeah, it's just uh, if the wizards. That was some the last dumb wizard 90s. in Wa- the la- last wizard in Washington was whoever fit Marilyn Monroe into that Happy Birthday, Mister President <laughs> dress. No, the last wizard in Washington was Bill Clinton being the last president to balance a budget, and then you know he did all of his other. It turns out that's all we're ever going to remember about him, despite the fact that his domestic policy was incredible. Uh, Foreign policy? Yeah, Yeah, and, uh, you know. He botched some shit. He botched plenty of shit, notably. We had a Brady bill. (laughs) Yeah, but he balanced budget. Yeah. The true Washington wizard himself. And I mean, like. He looks like a wizard today. He's got white ass hair. True story. When so Bill Clinton spoke at my undergrad graduation, mm. and when he came out, my mom apparently started like panting. <laughs> he had a or has he, a pull. Uh, uh, oh yeah, and it's hard to describe. Middle aged white ladies were just like guffawing. 
<gasps> you know what, what middle-aged white ladies also guffaw at? John Tavares. I mean. Because he's not that much younger than middle-aged. He's younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Tavares did a cool and scored his 1,000th point in a game-time goal against the Islanders on Long Island, who he used to play for and was drafted first overall and spurned to go to Toronto, and they booed his ass. Hard. As they should. And it was great. Like, you know, sometimes you can, there can be a modicum of respect in a boo like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, absolutely. Like, that is a boo of respect and hate, you know, because it's New York. uh, Islanders go on to win in overtime, so it was sort of all for naught, but just kind of a cool clip and kind of a cool moment for a player that he's in his last few years of serviceability. He gave up a pretty embarrassing three-on-three zero effort on the defensive back check goal uh, on the uh, Marchand goal was like a week or so ago. You know, he was videoed just like, I mean, he's on the far side of the play, but he's videoed just not skating back and looks like a chump, whatever. Have we gotten to the part where I'm sad? The last bit that we're going to talk about here? Because it makes me sad. <laughs> makes you sad? Because he was happy. Uh, Yeah, I was sad. Like a little piece of me died. Your, your new boy, Patrick Kane. He is not my boy. <laughs> scored his first goal for the Red Wings and... He sellied hard. He looked like he had just done a fresh bump in the bathroom. Uh, and put it past him. It must have felt good to get off the schneid like that. Get it was your a, first goal. It was a great shot. It was a great goal. Like and he, like, he looked off the goalie, like like Patrick Mahomes looking off defensive backs. And, it was a classic Patrick King goal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's going to be more of those as the Red Wings are forced to boat race anybody that they I play. know. <laughs> Um, we can only hope that it can thrust the Red Wings towards the best season that they've had in years. Before we go, mm-hmm. it hurt my soul. Like deep down in my crusty old angry, just like degenerate soul mm-hmm. to see Patrick Kane selly in a Red Wings jersey. <laughs> it fucking hurt. Not just because he was a Blackhawk, but because of the person that he is Mm -hmm. or was whatever i was talking shit on the internet about this and people were like tell me something he's done since 2012 i was like uh denied sexual assault (laughs) like you know something he he's got good practice at so you know (laughs) like it's just uh that was two years ago like how soon we forget for the first time in my life i'm like minutely disappointed in Steve Eiserman. And even when he makes an objectively good move, yeah. I mean, it, yes. Oh, it's 100. It's he's cheap. He's still, uh, he looks good. Like he hasn't put up a lot of points yet, but he's moving a lot better than I think anybody thought he would, especially considering he's played like four games at this point. Yeah. He sort of looks like his old self next to Debrinkit. Yeah. He honestly, I f- wouldn't be surprised if he finished with like 40 or 50 points despite missing 20 games like it wouldn't surprise me that'd be amazing Uh, he just he looks good he has a no trade clause which i'm sure he'd wave if the wings fell out and he could go back to the rangers or whatever i don't know i was just gonna make that uh uh uh, great minds think like anyways but like it just hurts my fucking michigander detroit loving soul so much like i hope it works out but i also if it doesn't i'll be like see poison <laughs> yeah <sighs> uh seeing 
Red Wings fans with Patrick Kane jerseys. His first fucking game in Detroit. You fucking savages. I mean, well, are the worst. No, all those people already had sprung jerseys and they just, uh, you know, covered over the name. That would make it worse, actually. Like, (laughs) keep the Daniel Sprong 88s. I like Daniel Sprong. I think he's been a great addition. Um, uh, me too. Fuck. <laughs> all right. Find us on the internets at all these fucking stupid Patrick Kane places. <laughs> handsomehockey.com. Uh, Handsome Hockey Podcast on Instagram. Handsome Hockey on threads where you can say fuck Patrick Kane at Handsome Hockey on Twitter or handsomehockeypod at gmail.com. If you are a millennial like Patrick Kane and still use email, you fucking stupid simpleton fucks. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Again, you know Patty Kane's just living on fucking Facebook. And we have a YouTube page. Yeah, he's got a he's got uh go to marketplace to get all the stuff for his new spot. Oh, I'm sure he's just loving living in Plymouth, uh hanging out <laughs> with his best friend ADB. Uh, he's married and has a kid now, I guess. So he's probably not like hunting poon down in Royal Oak or some bullshit like that. I but, wouldn't put it past him. But God, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I fucking hate this so much. And I would hate it too if it wasn't so entertaining for you to hate it. Yeah, I'm glad you're happy. Uh, I like when the rumors first started. I was like, "There's no way Steve Eisenman would do that to me." <laughs> and now, please he God, has. no, please uh, God, no. like my brother and I were like, "No." And then it was like, "What rumor? He's going other places." And you're like, "Oh, thank you." I was like, "Yes, he deserves Florida, and Florida deserves him." And then, no. Uh, then no, then the worst possible scenario happened. Patrick Kane in Hockey Town is the saddest thing. That has made me sad in a sad, long, sad time. In a sad year, in a sad place, in a sad time, the would worst you, thing is Patrick Kane. Would you rather them suck shit and get rid of him than be successful? Don't do that to me, dude. <laughs> Don't. How about how about for another episode? That'll be the like we get drunk in the summer episode, mm-hmm. like after the season and. I, I tell you my deepest, darkest hockey secret. So the Red Wings won the cup with Patrick Kane. I'm about Do to, they bring him back? I'm about to throw this microphone at you. <laughs> well, have a great night. Thanks for listening. Stay handsome, everybody. Restez-vous tout le monde. Fuck Patrick Kane.